welcome to What in the Actual Fuck. I'm Kai. And Britt. And you are along for the ride. Hey guys, so okay, I have to always start. Do you think you feel ten times cooler when you sound like you have an accent? No, I feel <laughs> stupid and like a child who doesn't know how to talk about okay, it. Okay, don't let her fool you. All we do is talk in accents. That I do my... not. Hello, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. God, is that it? Help is on the way, dear. So is it more of an impersonation? I just think that I would sound ten times better if I had an accent. Doesn't matter the accent. Well, you do have an accent if you go to a different country. A lot of people like American accents. Not when you're raspy like this. (laughs) All right. Anyways, today is my case, guys. Um, It is a doozy. All right? Bear with me as we kind of go through this. But to me, it's almost confusing, like... All the podcasts we follow, the things that we look at for true crime, there is not a lot of people that cover this case. Okay, like how like how many is not a lot? Like none of our podcasts that we like religiously follow. Um, I've only seen one Dateline NBC, and it was like a two-hour special. I didn't even get to it, but prepare with me. Um, so it's gonna be. A fucking roller coaster, all right? Ups, downs, twists, turns. But issue that I'm having with this case is we want to make everything a lot about the victim, right? Yeah. We're not sitting here. We're not highlighting, you know, killers, what they do. Or glamorizing them or thinking that they're we are cool because we're not about that. No. But the issue was when I was trying to look up my victims, you know, a little bit of background just to actually make the story about themselves, there was Nick Stanil. Next to nil. So I have a couple highlighted points of who we're going to be talking about. But I think mostly this case is kind of, it's kind of going to talk about, did the justice system fail? Was it just taking forever? Or did they do what they could do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times we talk about like police, like, oh, you know, could have done better, should have investigated this, that, or, oh my God, I can't believe that judge gave this verdict, or whatever it is. This one is weird. Well, I'm ready to hear it. Are you it. ready for it? Yeah, wait, how far, or how long ago was this? We start in 2015. So it's recent, so like... But I, let me tell you, okay. let me just, I'm going to stop and tell you, the final, like, deliberation, the verdict, April 19th, 2022. Two. This is a seven seven fucking year case. Wow. Okay. Which is why, like, I don't understand. Is this justice system? I feel like sometimes they were helping out. Most times they weren't. But you shall be the judge of that. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So we are going to start with someone called Stacy Feldman. Stacy Feldman. Have okay. you heard of Stacy Feldman? No, but you know I'm terrible with names. Once you get into the case, I'll probably recognize it. I'm but... hoping so because I honestly, <clears throat> the more I was researching, I didn't, I don't think I've come across this. Yet. Okay. So anyways, Stacy Feldman, again, I couldn't get a ton of background information on her. So I'm going to give you like a couple of highlights that I got and then we're going to work from that. 
Okay. All right. So she was 44 years old, and she had been married to her husband, Robert Feldman, for 10 years before her life was tragically ended. Okay. All right. So Stacy was the president of the parent-teacher organization at Southmore Elementary School in Denver, Colorado. All oh, right. another Colorado case? Colorado. Oh. I feel like I had to follow up with you because it's like, all right, we'll start with Colorado where we're at, and then we can just venture out from there. Okay. All right. So she also worked with PSC. Have you heard of PSC? PSC. No. No. So this is actually a nonprofit organization that's called Partners Seeking a Cure. Okay. Okay. Care for what? So what they do is it's a nonprofit and they actually fund family support treatments and search for cures for a liver condition called primary sclerosing. And I think it's... Everybody's going to laugh. We might have to stop it and research it. Cholangitis. Cholangitis? But, but it's C-H-O-L-A-N-G-I-T-I-S. Colonitis? Is it colonitis? I don't know. But I don't... Colonitis, colon doesn't have an H in there. Well, yeah, but it doesn't have to be, like, specifically colonitis. Oh, God. Would you like to pause and look that <laughs> Let's up? Let's pause and look it up. All right, so per usual, I was not accurate. It is cholangitis. What? And Brittany was. Brittany was. She always <laughs> is. All right, let's be honest. Brit is the brains. I'm just the funny, all right? It's not so, true. She is very smart. I am, but it takes a lot of work. Um, <laughs> so it is cholangitis, but it's spelled with C-H. So anyways, we're moving on past that. All right, so... That is kind of like the background info that I'm getting with Stacey Feldman right so now. So why is that the one that she's involved with, though? Does somebody she know has it? Or? I couldn't find anything yeah. to go into detail. I didn't know. And now, preluding to when the autopsy was performed, that was not on there. Like, there were so underlying like condition. health issues, but that didn't come up as anything. So I don't know if there was maybe someone in the family or friends, or she just thought that was, like, a worthy cause to devote her life to. Not okay. sure. All right. Instead of doing the usual, like, story layout that I'm going to be doing, we have to go timeline-wise. Okay. Because this shit gets so intense, right? Bring it on. All right. We're going to start with March 1st, 2015. Okay. okay. Police and paramedics. 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 Okay. Paramedics <laughs> respond to a call from a husband that has just apparently returned home and he has now discovered his wife unresponsive in the tub. That's in all the he's getting. Yes. Okay. But it's not really the bathtub because the shower's running. But right? is it a bath shower combo? But it's, yes. Okay. From what I gathered, the information was. But like, the shower's uh, Yes. But the shower's running. Okay. So the bath apparently wasn't filled. We're continuing on. All right? Once the paramedics were there, they were unable to revive Stacy, and they pronounced her dead at the scene. Okay. Nine News reports that Robert had talked with police and that he explained in the morning, around 8.30 in the morning, he took his two kids to, it's called Temple Sinai. Now, I'm not big on religion. Do you know how to go about, like, pronounce that? S-A-N-A-I. It sounded like Sinai. Sure. Okay. So we're going to go with that. <clears throat> and now, for those of you that are like me, Temple Sinai is just a welcoming congregation of reform. Is it Judaism or Judaism? 
Judaism. Judaism. All right. So I was wrong on all fronts. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I need to, like, read up on my religion, I suppose. Well, pronunciation, you're not going to be helped by reading. True. But so is that the same as Judaism or no? Are those different? You're Judaism or I... Judaism? <laughs> Are those the same? I am not a religious okay, me neither. A religion expert. So. so anyways, when I refer to that, I'm just going to call it temple. All right. Make things easy. We're just okay. going to go with that. All right. So as he's talking with police, um, he claims that she was tired and going to go to sleep. In the morning? Right. Okay. And so the cops are like, okay. And then out of nowhere, he just throws out, oh, well, um, the night before, she was doing edibles, and then she went to a party, and she drank alcohol, and when she came home, she did more edibles. How old is she? 44. I mean, that's cool. Like, if I that's mean, what like, you're doing at 44. To each their own, but like... And they have two kids? Yes. And this is... Is this a weekday? I don't know what that would day really was. deter. I have no idea. I'm just going by <laughs> dates at this point. If I have to go back okay. to what March 1st was, I But have you said no he idea. was getting up to take him to school, right? Well, it, he's they're going to Temple at 8:30. Oh, okay. Oh, don't well, worry. More facts will start to come out. Like that I could said, be a weekend. Y'all follow through and full disclaimer, if I get dates wrong, information wrong, anything like that, let us know. You know, reach out give us what the actual like information is because like I said all these sites and all the sites that I was using information on are obviously going to be included into like our notes um they were all over the map so it's very confusing I don't know if it's just we haven't wrapped up but anyways say you found your husband unresponsive in the shower right paramedics get here and all of a sudden they're just like he's dead and so the police are asking you about your day are you just going to randomly throw out like, uh, he did edibles last night and he went to a party and he did more edibles when he came home, even though they were like, I mean, that's tough though, but because they didn't like, even like pre, but maybe he in his own mind is trying to like rationalize like how she could have ended up like that. Because if my spouse, if I had found him in the shower and he had passed out after a night like that or whatever, I would be like, well, maybe they he was just so groggy or whatever from the edibles and drinking and partying that he passed out in the shower. I don't know. Right. But everybody has their own way of dealing with stuff. So maybe. So now, so that's kind of like what everyone got the sense of. Okay. Maybe she had an underlying factor or, oh, the edibles, alcohol, edibles, like, you know, they made her have a heart attack or something. Right? So no one was, like, super suspicious. Okay. Until we start doing a little background investigation into Mr. Robert. Right? So that's what he's talking about right now is that, oh, okay, you know, she was doing all these edibles. She went to a party. She had alcohol. And then she came back. She had more edibles. And this was unprompted by police. Okay. He then continues that day. He says he returned around noon. And this was right after he dropped the kids off at Temple. It was 8.30 in the morning. He came home around noon. He says that he called out to his wife and she didn't answer. Okay. So he continued. And he went and got changed in the laundry room. He then went out to the garage because apparently a shelf had fallen and he wanted to clean it up. And then he went to a park to work out. 
So did he say, like, he assumed she wasn't home? Or Didn't even give a statement. He but was again, like, I'm going to play devil's advocate to this, some of this. Because play it up. I came in and called for my spouse, and he didn't respond, which, by the way, he does. And I'll just go about my business. Yeah. Like, I've got stuff to do. Right. Like, I, I don't know about a shelf. Right. But, I mean, there's been times I come home and there's a mess that I remember there is and I go clean it up. Now, so I will play devil's advocate on to your, your devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. <laughs> yes. So, what if Okay. you had a second story and that story was, oh, well, he's going to pick the kids up at noon from Temple. But you got home at noon... And you knew he was there and you called out and you heard nothing. Wouldn't you be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're supposed to be picking up the gremlins at Temple. That, I don't, so he was supposed to go pick, or she was supposed to go pick them up. This is a a next story that shall be told. I know, but now I I don't know. (laughs) Because you're saying he was supposed to, but I think you're trying to say my spouse was supposed to, right? Yes, so like <laughs> Stacy was supposed to go, apparently, is what he told someone else right. to pick the kids up at Temple. But, but he's telling police that she didn't. He didn't even mention that. And he was like, oh, I came home at noon because I wanted to, you know, change my clothes, clean up the garage, and go work out. And I called out to her and she didn't say anything. I don't know. I'm very confused. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So is like her car there and stuff? It didn't say anything about it, but I believe so. <clears throat> okay. Right? We're continuing on. Right. Then Robert states that he had found his his wife at some point when he was apparently done with working out and all that good stuff. He then says at some point he found his wife unresponsive in the shower. So now nine nine news claims that he couldn't really tell if his wife was face up or face down in the shower, but he pulled her from it. What do you mean you can't really tell? That's all he said. Uh, Well, I couldn't tell if she was face up or face down. I guess if her hair was all crazy, like Let's it's be honest. the back of her head. Anatomically <laughs> speaking, I oh, can tell. I wasn't even thinking about the body. If someone's naked and they are facing up or they're facing down. <laughs> I was just no thinking offense. about hair. We're going to get okay. very obvious. But very... maybe he was so panicked that he just ran in and grabbed her. Well, apparently. And he's like, I don't even know. I don't I... remember if she was up or down. That is what he claimed to them. And this is still that day, right? Okay. Okay. Then, I, I mean, I've never been through any of these scenarios myself, so. I just feel as though if I found a naked body, even if they were on their side, but I'd be like they're on their side. They're not up or down. But if it's your significant other and you just run in there, like, not even thinking, like, your first thought is they're on the ground, I'm going to help them. Well, I'm you, not sure if I could remember details. Really? I don't even know. if you're pulling up, did you have to flip him over and then, like, give him, like, CPR? Or did you, like, you Did he give her CPR? Yes. This oh. is what he claimed. Okay, sorry. So. I'm interrupting. He claims that he then pulled her from the shower and that he was performing CPR as he called for help. So in between breaths. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. That's how he's going about this. Okay. All right. We got two stories and CPR. Yes, but you haven't heard like you don't know what the second story is because I haven't brought her into the light yet. Uh, okay. All right. And just another prelude. During the autopsy, there was no THC found in her system. Oh. None whatsoever. Wow. Not even okay. a little bit. Well, that's... Just not even a little. That's pretty telling. Right. But apparently she was going hard on those edibles. She was eating them all day. She was like, I love this shit. And don't get me wrong, I love my edibles too, but you'd be able to tell in an autopsy that I do them or I don't do them, especially the night before. March 14th, 2015. 
All right. Okay. So now we're going into like almost not an interrogation, but they want to talk to Robert, right? Robert claims that he's keeping Connor the same story. He took the kids to Temple around 8.30 a.m. And when he he returned home around noon, he had continued with all the things that he had stated before. Okay. Got changed in the laundry room, which who changes in the laundry room? Was he sweaty? This is after he worked out? No, this is not even. He apparently got dressed to take the kids to Temple and then was coming home and changing again going to clean the garage and then, and then he was going work to out. work out and then he was coming back all right so this Maybe is what he's claiming. freshly folded laundry was right there and he was just like Bleh. i suppose so but i mean I I, i've never liked changing in well, a i mean laundry the layout room. of my house like obviously you're not going to go downstairs and change in the laundry room but like you know how some people have those like mud do- or mud like entryway well, I things mom and dad's yeah, like I could see somebody just jumping in there real quick and changing. I don't see it being like a regular thing, but maybe we're not okay. judging you if you yes. change in the laundry. Oh no, room. we are not. <laughs> I just know me, OCD, and also like I will take whatever clean clothes are in the laundry room. I'm gonna go put them away, and I change in my bedroom. I do too, but sometimes you know those clothes we hang up to dry. Like I'm gonna run down, but I I bring them upstairs. Yeah, I was dressed. gonna say I, I was gonna run down there and new. get them, but mm. hmm. nope. Okay. So, He continues with all the same things that he did. And then he also then inputs a few days prior that Stacy wasn't feeling well. Okay. All right. So now on top of the edibles, alcohol, edibles, a few days prior to this, now she wasn't feeling well. Okay. And the cops are like, all right. Now, this is the issue. We're going to hop, hop forward. Okay. Okay. We are now moving on to somewhere around June 2015. Right, because at this point... Like three months later? Huh? Yes. So this is when the autopsy is still kind of being conducted. They didn't necessarily think anything weird of Robert, from what I'm gathering. Okay. So they weren't like, ooh, put, you know, person of interest, we're going to, like, pursue him however we need. Right? Well, then, at some point in June 2015, Robert is said to receive $750. Thousand dollars life insurance from a life insurance policy oh, no. that was purchased five years prior. Five years, okay, okay. So, so you're like, like okay, a few months. Yes. You're not like okay, not really motive. Like it's still motive. Could be, yes, yeah, but, but like still a little weird. It's not most, like it was super recent. Like the like dude that most people his wife off the rock or whatever, yeah. and was like, you just took that policy out, right? Like, no like, chance. And dumb. actually, I believe from the information I saw, Stacy is the one that did it, not Robert. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, they could have purchased that without it being his motive, but further on down the line, it could be a motive. And this just becomes something to think of when we're going through, like, the actual, like, court hearings and stuff like that. So now we are going to hop to June 12th, 2015. So still three months later. Right. Okay. Out of nowhere, a woman contacted the Metro Denver Crime Stoppers and she began to explain to detectives that in February of 2015, she met a man online on a dating site. Okay. And you're like, okay, girl, where are we going with this? Now, some sources claim it was Tinder. Others don't really give a general description. So we're just going to say online dating site. I wonder if that's a thing. Like, are you not allowed to mention what site it is? Because it was the same thing in the Kelsey Barrett case. Like, right. Some people rumored And it that's was what I'm saying. Like, only. some I've seen, like, legitimately, like, they just it was Tinder. Okay. But others are, like, online dating. Okay. And it becomes a I mean, thing not later that it matters. On down. It's just, I'm, I'm almost just wondering, like, can Tinder come after you for, mm-hmm. like, defamation? 
I don't think it'd be defamation, but, but they wouldn't definitely, it be like of the company. They wouldn't like, want their name out right. there with it. So I don't know. So we're just going to say an online dating. Okay. All right. She continues by saying that she had met a man that called himself Robert Wolf. Online. What was their last name? There was Feldman. Feldman. Right. Okay. So she's claiming that she met a Robert Wolf and that they had gone from chatting a little bit on the site to then emailing. And then they finally actually ended up meeting for coffee on February 23rd, 2015. Okay. Okay. Apparently, Robert explained to her that she was divorced. And three days later after this meeting. That he was divorced. Yes. Okay. That. They had sex. So he told her he was divorced. Okay. I said she said that he no, was. No, no. Okay. No. So the random lady, and they don't give her name, and I Good. get it. Yeah. yeah. She needs to be anonymous, but at the same time, like, so I were to meet a man, right? Yeah. He's claiming this is his that name. they're divorced. Yep. Yeah. We chat a little bit. Maybe like a call. I think it was like maybe a day or two in between, like, all right, now let's email. Right. And then it was like a day or two. Oh, let's up. meet up for coffee. Yeah. Right. And that is what she is saying. So once he had explained that, oh, I am divorced from my wife, three days later, he went over to her house for dinner and they had sex. Okay. Okay. Now. And this is a month before she dies. Stacy? Huh? This is a month before Stacy dies. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. Almost. I About don't know what month. the 23rd is to the 1st. It's like a, a, oh, what okay. is it, like a week so a few weeks. before or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm bad at math. All right. So now we are going to hop back okay. to March 1st. Okay. This was the day that Stacy's life was tragically taken. Stacy received an email from a woman asking if her and Robert were divorced. So the day of her death, she gets an email. Okay. From a random woman. Okay. And it says, you know, I'm so-and-so. I need to ask you something. Are you and Robert Wolf divorced? Wolf with an E. I know. All right. Okay. So to which I'm assuming she probably like sent pictures and stuff. Like it doesn't really go into detail. What do I learn? Right. Now we're going to, Stacy said no. And the woman explained that Stacy, or, and the woman explained like, hey, I've had an affair. Yeah. I am so sorry. Like, I didn't know. Right. Said you guys were divorced, yada, yada. Now, according to Denver 7 News, Stacy replied to the woman, I'm done with him. He's cheated before. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Now, this was roughly six hours before 911 was called. So after all these edibles and partying, she was coherent enough to write emails and find out that her husband's cheating. Okay. But again, this is where, like, I'm just a little confused by the police, (coughs) right? (coughs) Sorry. Because to me, and we're going to talk about the autopsy in a hot second, to me it's like, okay, you know, you find a woman, she's unresponsive from the tub or shower, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But there were no signs literally on site of, like, drowning. On her body or anything. there was no asphyxia. She had some exterior wounds, but those didn't contribute to her death. Did they correspond to, like, her falling or anything? No one said anything about it. Oh. Until Robert apparently talks to her sister. So, again, we're going forward. All right. So, after they received this apparent, like, anonymous call or some say letters, I'm not quite sure what it is, police are like, okay, we're going to open an investigation on Robert Feldman, right? Okay. This now unfolded. 
Now the police are like, let's start digging a little deeper into who this guy is and what he's talking about, right? All right. Now we're going to hop to the autopsy. As we had already stated, there was no THC found in her system. Okay. Which, upon taking a bundle of edibles, especially like the night before your death, and even like maybe a day or two after, that's going to show up in your system. So it directly contradicts his story. Exactly. Okay. Right. So there was no obvious, you know, asphyxia, which can be either strangulation. There was no drowning. But what was really weird, she did have like these abrasions on the outside of her body. On the outside of her body? On the outside of her body. Right. Okay. So you would think like, oh, okay, like maybe she did fall. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a fall to where it was like on her head or anything. And they did find hemorrhaging. But from what I gathered, the hemorrhaging was on the inside. So internal bleed. Yes. So there was no like blood all over the scene or anything like that. Right. Which then again, like I said, the um, autopsy tech, he said, it's undetermined. I can't rule out asphyxia, but I also can't say that's what killed her. It's just undetermined. Okay. Because of this, the police, once they had already started, once they had gathered that note or the anonymous call from the lady, yeah, they were already opening the investigation. They actually ended up calling in Dr. Bill Smock. 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 All right. All right. So, Dr. Bill is known for testifying exclusively on domestic violence related to strangulation and in-custody death. Okay. All right. So... The U.S. Sun actually explained that after two months of reviewing Stacy's autopsy report, the pictures of the scene, all of that good stuff, Dr. Bill concluded Stacy had died from a, quote-unquote, direct result of asphyxia and or of suffocation. The wounds found on Stacy's body were a direct result of assault, including wow. blunt force trauma, strangulation, and suffocation. Wow. Where were the, like, signs on her body? And they didn't really say. They didn't go into detail so on like that. striking her in the chest, but, the face. ready for this, Nine News reported that Dr. Bill had found injuries on her upper extremities, quote, consistent with knee pressure being applied from a straddled assailant, end oh, quote. To your own wife. To your own. The mother of your kids. Wife. Mm-hmm. And then you just want to play it off like, oh, I found her unresponsive in the shower. Not only that, but you make up a story about her. It's kind of like her reputation is, you know, like a party girl. Like she's out doing edibles and then, I mean, which is not a big deal. But to say like that would have caused her to fall in the shower or whatever. Exactly. Continuing forward. And again, it was kind of hard to like follow the timeline of these events so i'm just gonna give you give you kind of what i found okay um going into depth again i don't know all the details behind it but still it's almost like uh you guys are gonna start to see like it's almost kind of a was the justice system helping for stacy or were they just kind of pushing shit off because they couldn't figure out what to do right okay in December 22nd, that's when they called in Dr. Bill. And okay. this was 2017. Yeah, two years. So over it's two years later. So it's like they literally couldn't conclude without calling in a specialist for like almost two years. Right. Which is a little ridiculous to me. So now we're going to hop to February 13th, 2018. Wow. Okay. Right? 
So three years later. Exactly. The affidavit for what happened, A, at the crime of the scene, and then everything following, which I just explained, (laughs) has been released. We're calling it a crime scene. It was a crime scene, no, all right? No. It's a crime scene. You said the crime of the scene. Crime of the scene, everyone. <laughs> all right. Now, this affidavit came out. And Who is this, this affidavit from? Uh, this is from a Detective Dennison. And right? this is the guy and, that's in charge of the case. And it didn't say specifically, but he's the only one they kind of talk about. Okay, so but, he's working the case. Exactly. Now we're going to, again, backtrack to March 1st when Stacy The day of her death. Was murdered. Okay. Yes. This affidavit, you can read. Nine News reports that upon finding his wife, Robert was unable to see if she was face up or face down, right? Okay. Statement from Stacy's sister contradicts everything that Robert has said. And this is now almost Oh, so this is the affidavit from the sister? Yes. Okay. What does she say he says? This is an affidavit from the police. And it just got released, right? U.S. Sun reports that police officers and firefighters responding to the initial call from Robert reported that Robert tried to intervene in the investigation. How? Meaning he was acting so dramatic and, oh, my God, my wife, he would literally, like, try to intervene when they were working with her or... When they try and ask him a question, he would just, like, act so dramatic, like, I can't even think about it. Yeah, like like not answering. Exactly. And so, therefore, even though nothing was stated beforehand, police and firefighters were really put off by him. As we continued forward, Detective Randall Dennison, and he's the one that wrote the affidavit after they had opened the investigation upon him. It was claimed that, in quotes, Robert was to be acting weird as if or in... Shocker confusion. Okay. All right. Firefighters responding at the scene also stated that in the affidavit, Robert was, quote, purposely not cooperative and that he, quote, made concentrated efforts to not answer any of our questions, end quote. Wow. That's a lot for him to say that because even if I'm sure they deal with people in shock all the time. But exactly. For somebody to say that he made a concentrated effort mm-hmm. to not answer questions is pretty bad. Oh, yes. So again, so now we're kind of summing it up. We're coming back together in her timeline. Essentially, now that they open the investigation and now they're taking all the statements from like, responding firefighters, police that were there. Um, Dennison is like, all right. Shit's not making sense. And that is especially relevant when he talks to Stacy's sister. Now, Stacy's sister claimed to uh, Detective Dennison that Robert told her his wife's death was already ruled an accident. So, like Even in the beginning? Though, like, yes. Okay. So, when the affidavit is coming out and they were doing the investigation after, after they received the letter. So, this is probably in 2015. All right. Okay. So she claims that Robert had said, oh, well, Stacy slipped on conditioner. On conditioner? On conditioner. Okay. All right. She fell into the shower and she drowned. And that's what they said. In the that's, shower? Y- yeah. And that's, and Robert is telling the sister, like. Is the plug in the tub? Is it filling up? You- I'm just saying if you're taking a shower, you're not drowning in it. A, it would a just be running Absolutely. On you. Yeah. 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 Okay. But he's not he's not giving it any it, apparently she just slipped on conditioner. She fell and she drowned. Okay. Okay. So, 
Stacey's sister's like, all right, so this is like, this is what's been said, even though everyone is saying the death was undetermined. Right. But he's saying, oh, that's what they told me. Okay. And she's like, all right, this is a little weird. Well, now we start getting into even deeper details that are all contradicting Robert's story, right? Apparently, Stacy's sister, the day of Stacy's death, had received a call from the temple. And she was saying, you know, they kept calling because, hey, no one's no picking one's up the kids. kids. Okay. Stacy's not here. Robert's not here. Well, Stacy then, or Robert then proceeded to tell the whole family, not the police, not the police. He told the police he came home. He didn't hear from her. He changed his clothes, went to clean the garage, and then went to the park. Well, he told the family, well, I came home at noon to walk the dog. <laughs> well, that's new. Right. Okay. So, again, this whole affidavit Having is coming out, and people are like, now. all right, this shit doesn't fucking match up. It right. makes no sense as to what's happening. Okay. All right? Now everybody is like, all right, we're not convinced that, like, Robert is innocent in this moment. Right? The family is saying this or everyone? Everyone. Okay. Everyone. On February 13th, 2018, okay. as the affidavit was released and everyone was like, this shit is fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Robert Feldman was arrested and charged with suspicion of first degree murder. Okay. Okay. Now, again, this is where we start hopping around and I don't know what's happening in the days between the dates I'm going to give you because to me, it doesn't really make sense. Okay. All right. He was arrested and charged February 13th, 2018. Yes. February 16th, 2018, Judge Morris Hoffman declared that Robert is to be held without bail until trial. Okay. All right. So everyone's like, oh my God, yay. This is really, really good. June 8th. Again, I don't know if it's just like we didn't, like we're not going through or he's just being held. There's nothing to really report on. But also you would think like. Are they not coming up with details? They're not like or they're not giving them yet. saying all of these things. Very true. So June 8th, 2018, after the preliminary hearing, Judge Williams Roberts ruled that Robert was now eligible for bail, given that the prosecutors did not meet the standard for, quote unquote, proof of guilt is evident or presumption is great. Which End is quote. what I was telling you earlier, which I don't think we recorded they're not arresting him in that time period no, because you're just until being, yes. they have evidence to support why they yes. arrest you, they're not going to arrest you because exactly. they have nothing to hold you. Exactly. And that's to where, like, okay, now they've just, like, taken away, like, the apparent bail. But I have to admit, and, again, you can reach out to us if I'm dead wrong and maybe I'm just not, like, getting all the facts of this case to me. The judges did everything they could to prevent this fucker from walking. Okay. Because. I was going to say, how? You haven't said Judge Robbins was like, okay, yeah, bail was set for $2 million, and Robert has to surrender both his U.S. and his Canadian passports. Okay. Robert was also then placed on, quote unquote, highest level of pretrial services, which means it's intensive with monitoring. Okay. Now, given all the cases that we've read into, I've never like looked up, I guess, like what they're being held on or if they get to go home, like, are they on, they have highest level, they have like so maximum like level. House arrest. Oh, yes. like, and so that's people what check it turns out to him. be. But to me, it's like, because he's now eligible for bail. Judge Robbins was like, okay, I'll set that bail for 2 million. Yeah. Who's going to bail you out? 
I'm not having it. All right. Now we're going to July 8th. All right. So we went from June to July 2018. So it's like okay. a month-ish later. All right. Robert's attorney, who is, I'm going to say, I'm just going to call him Jeff. And I'm going to spell the last name. I'm not going to attempt to embarrass myself even more. I'm going <laughs> to spell it for you. It's Jeff. And then his last name is P-A-G-L-I-U-C-A. Yeah, I'm not going to try it either. No. So I'm just going to call him the attorney. <laughs> All right. Robert's attorney then filed for a motion quote-unquote, for reasonable bail, end quote. Okay. Which then resulted in Robert's bail being reduced to just $1 Because, again, these judges aren't fucking around. They're like, we yeah. know you you did this shit. All right, Re- unreasonable bail. <laughs> I'll move it down just $1 million. Sure. It's fine. All right. But his passports were still to be surrendered, and he was now placed, because they reduced it, instead of the intensive, he is now, quote-unquote, Maximum supervision with monitoring. Okay. All right. End quote. We're then going to go to July 26th slash 27th. Robert did somehow post bail. Yeah. This motherfucker. Using a bondsman. Okay. All right. Piece of shit. But because he was on that supervision with monitoring, he had to wear uh, a GPS ankle monitor and he was supposed to be confined to his home. Only leaving for medical, legal appointments and to get groceries. Okay. Okay. That's what apparently authorities that didn't check it thought he was doing. When? This was literally starting in 2018 is when he was able to go back to his house and essentially be on like house arrest. Right. But you said that's what they thought he was doing. So what was he doing? Well, just wait till the end because it doesn't make sense to me. All right. So now we're going to go to September 10th, 2018. Okay. Robert Attorney's... Uh, He filed, again, a motion to apparently modify his bonds condition, stating, quote unquote, he obtained potential employment and that he should be able to begin looking um, and his restrictions should be relaxed, end quote. Okay. So essentially, essentially being like, oh, well, he should be able to leave his house because he might have employment and then he should be able to go to it. It's like, I don't care. I'll restrict that you know bond condition but only if you have employment and that's where you're going yes okay no this is just on the idea that he could potentially have it someday right right? (laughs) it's fucking ridiculous the attorney also wanted that robert to be moved from the maximum supervision back to just the intensive with gps monitor okay again I don't know whether the difference between the maximum and an intensive is like, are there cops sitting outside his house to make sure? Okay. Because I can guarantee they were not. Whether it's that's supposed to be the difference, they were not. So now we're hopping to September 17th, 2018. Okay. Judge Robbins denied that motion and then he, deli- he delayed the arraignment as Stacy's family was fighting to freeze the proceeds of her life insurance going to him. Okay. The family wanted to ensure that this would prevent her alleged quote unquote killer from moving or from using the money to like use to pay his defense. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So again, they 
didn't really give descriptive details as to why all of a sudden Judge Robbins was like, oh, well, I'm going to delay this arraignment. Okay. But again, I think the judges were fully on board. Okay. Trying to help out this family. We all knew who did it. Right. Like, the lady didn't just have a heart attack. Like, it's fucked up that, like, he's getting all this leniency and it gets ten times worse. Right? So, just to prep you. Okay. This is literally a case that has gone on for seven years. And now, every single time he's supposed to go to trial, everything keeps getting delayed. Okay. I think a lot of the times the judges were really trying to delay it so that should it proceed forward and that, you know, Robert was allowed to have that life insurance, he couldn't use it to pay for better attorneys. Which should be. He shouldn't get it unless. Right? I know. He's proven innocent. Exactly. October 22nd, 2018. Another arraignment was delayed because they were still fighting. December 10th, 2018, another arraignment was delayed because they were still fighting for the life insurance. December 14th, 2018, the arraignment was delayed again because they were trying to fight for the proceeds of the life insurance. Okay. So that's literally October, December, December that they're like, I feel like these judges are trying. Yeah. They're doing everything that they can, but they can't seem to help out any other way opposed to, like, delaying it. Right. Right? So her family, and they are, like, fighting nonstop. Like, you cannot have that $750,000 because you're only using it to pay for better attorneys to get out of what you did. Yeah. And you killed her. Yeah. Right? January 1st, 2019. Brand new year. Yes. Robert's attorney, the piece of shit he is, followed for, quote unquote, an emergency motion, end quote, which would allow Robert to travel to Montreal, Canada, even though he had to cough up those passports, because his grandmother. Is he from Canada? Didn't look up and couldn't find details to find that. Okay. But because that was his grandmother's funeral and she had passed away on December 30th, 2018. Okay. All right. Again, here's another new judge. All right. January 4th, 2019. Judge Karen Brody denied that shit. She was like, oh, hell no. But she was lenient enough. enough. She allowed Robert to leave his home on January 9th, 2019, only to visit his temple. Okay. During their normal hours to wish that he was a part of that funeral. Judge Brody a.k.a. Karen Brody, she's a boss-ass bitch. She was like, mm no, you can't leave. We've confiscated your passports, and also, we kind of know what you did. But she allowed him to leave to go to his temple, which is by his residence. It's okay. like, you can't just, like, travel, right? Continuing on. January 16th, 2019. Here comes Robert's fucking attorney again, filing for a motion to modify the bond conditions to allow Robert to honor his grandmother on a regular basis at the temple. So now it's like, all right, they're not allowing you to leave. So like, oh, but they're allowing you to go to temple. Let's fucking scheme and shit. Oh, dude, it gets so fucking agitating. And again, this is why this case, it's like, I wish I could like talk about Stacey Feldman so much more. But honestly, like this case is just kind of to the point where I'm like, guys, we have to do better. Yeah. Like if we're even like allowing like his attorney and I give him credit, like for an attorney, he fucking rocks it. He's working. Motion after motion after motion. And they modify his bond conditions each time. Yeah. Oh, it makes me angry. 
he filed the uh, he filed the motion to modify the bond conditions to allow Robert to go to the temple on a regular basis. All right. Okay. And also asked for his level, throwing it back in there again, to be dropped from intensive with electronic monitoring, given that Robert had the chance for employment. Again? So he's following that again. Okay. It's like, well, you had the opportunity. You clearly didn't get employment. Like, no, sir. Right. It's not going to happen. Oh, no, but he tried again. Now we're hopping to February 22nd, 2019. Okay. Judge Edward Bronfin. This guy is a beast. Like, he, I think he must stick with the case after that. And again, a lot of times what I had read doing the research was these arraignments and the trials and stuff, they were all delayed because this was when Mm COVID-19 was like a big thing, right? So they were just kind of like, all right, we're going to keep pushing it back. Right. But he was still on his stupid fucking house arrest. Right. So it's not like he was just in jail, like... You know, paying for what he did to Stacy. No, he's just at his house. Okay. All right. February 22nd, 2019, Judge Edward Bronfin issued an order allowing Robert to attend one service a day at either their temple or another synagogue near their residence. Okay. All right. And that meant like one service a day and you either get to go like, I think it was like Friday in the morning or Saturday in the evening. That's it. Okay. And he's like, no. You're not going to use this, you know, motion that your fucking attorney filed to be like, oh, well, I'm going to my temple every day because I'm grieving my grandmother. No, you fucking weren't. Okay. Don't start with me. No, you weren't. All right. March 1st, 2019. Robert's arraignment was delayed again while Stacy's family were still continuing to fight, making sure that he didn't get the insurance. Good. I hope they keep doing it. Still fighting. But like, to me, it's like, what are you fighting? You know what I mean? I wouldn't want them to have the money. Who was it? I think it's like uh, crime <coughs> crime junkies. We follow like them like hardcore. We listen to all their episodes. And don't they say like usually like insurance companies and like the R- IRS, they find out the most about like who actually murdered who yeah. because they're so in depth about like money and shit. Websites that I was reading upon, like he was able to use $555,000 to pay his attorney from her life insurance. Yeah. That's bullshit. I think because the insurance companies, I think, have a set amount of time before they have to issue the payout. But my thing is, like, you're still finding it on 2019. You yeah. got it in what, what we say, 2015, June, sometime 2015, that was supposed to be... Well, that was before he was suspected of actually murdering uh, her, right? So does it, like, the timeline then starts then? I don't know. I don't know how it works. That would just be what I would guess. I got you. All right. So we are now at March 2nd, 2019. So the day after. Here comes Robert's attorney. Man, he filed he is for him. Oh, doing dude. his job. There's Eve. They, we go to the bottom. I know who to so, hire. I know, right? <laughs> uh, prosecutor Jeff, something with a P. That's who you should go for, y'all. He filed for a motion that allows Robert to recite again. I don't know much about religion, but I think it's Kaddish. I have no idea. All right. Twice a day during during the morning and evening services. So instead of like listening to Judge Bronfin, who was like, you can go once. Doesn't matter if it's like yeah. Friday or Saturday, but it's like once a week. No, no. His, his attorney's like, well, you know what? He needs to do something and it needs to be twice. During the morning and afternoon. 
Right. Okay. Exactly. Back to Judge, on March 8th, 2019, Judge Bronfen denied that request, but he did allow Robert to go and recite Kaddish up to three hours at whatever service he chose. Okay. Okay. So that's still like three hours Friday, you know, in the morning or Saturday in the PM, whatever it is. October 21st, 2019, Robert pleads not guilty at his arraignment that finally went through after the Colorado Supreme Court overturned a lower court ruling, which allowed him to spend Stacy's policy on his defense. I can't believe they allowed it. They allowed it. So I am not a mathematician. Most of you that know me personally know I have to do basic math on my fingers. The policy was supposed to be Mm $750,000. He was allowed to spend up to $555,000, and it went into his defense. Wow. Well. So at least, like, you can say, like, okay, the motive wasn't life insurance policy. Well, it could have been before, but. But also, it's like, that shouldn't be allowed. Like, if you were killed by your husband. Mm-hmm. And you had a life insurance policy, and he instead inherited that life insurance policy and then used it to defend himself. I'd have a problem with that. If he was innocent, I would. Hope but that if he'd he was it. not innocent, yeah. But I mean, he's at this time you're innocent until proven guilty. Very true. Don't worry, he gets proven guilty. Good. I know. It's like it like angers me, and it gets worse. So he says he's not guilty, and he's allowed to get the life insurance policy and he pays for literally a majority of that to his, his uh, defense. All right. So that was October, December 4th, 2019 prosecutors filed a motion to end Robert's trips to the temple and reordered confinement to his home aside from legal and medical appointments. Good. All right. Okay. So this must be when all of a sudden we're like, Oh, maybe we should look at like his ankle monitor, see where he's been going. Am I right? How have they not been looking at it? Well, apparently they haven't because they just decided this in 2019. Okay. Right. January 10th, 2020. At a hearing, Judge Bronfin modified Robert's bond conditions to allowing service at the temple once a day. And that was only until January 19th, 2020. So after that, Robert was only permitted to allow to attend religious services just once a week. This is going back to Friday or Saturday. Okay. Right? So now they must have been looking at his GPS monitor. Okay. Because now instead of being able to go and do his whatever it was he was doing, they're like, "Mm -mm, no, we're going to allow you to go. It's either once on a Friday or once on a Saturday. And the three hour allotted window is now gone. Good. Okay. Exactly. That is what happened. And it it was going to be, he can either go Friday night or Saturday morning. There is not a three hour time limit for that. Okay. Okay. So we go from January to March, March 20th, 2020. Denver pretrial services granted Robert, quote unquote, freedom after receiving a note from his doctor explaining that Robert needed to take it three one hour walks a day. How much did he pay this doctor? For health reasons. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Like, I'm going to subscribe you three one-hour-a-day walks because you need it. I would love that, but Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it for any health condition. Mm -hmm. 
April 20th, 2020, Robert is scheduled to go to trial for first degree murder. Okay. Must have been postponed, but that's when it was like declared like, okay, we're taking him to trial. July 9th, 2020, Nine News reports that Robert pursued at least five relations with women while free on bail. Now, from what I gathered, Nine News has their own investigation and they're called Nine Wants to Know Investigation. <laughs> and they're like, we're on it. We're going to figure this out. So they've got their own investigators? Nine Wants to Know Investigation confirmed this fact after condu- conducting just a month's long investigation on Robert while he was out on bail. They found he maintained different profiles on different social media slash dating apps and he was using different names, in some cases, even different backgrounds. For an example, Nine Wants to Know said they found one profile on a dating app where Robert claimed he was a conservative Jew in his late 50s, but on another one, he was in his mid-40s and reformed. Wow. Okay. Right. Wow. Uh-huh. Yes. September 1st, 2020. Robert was scheduled to go to trial again, but it was a delayed for the third time. So for most of you, like during this time, I think the delays were kind of put into place to help the family out for investigators to get their information. But it also was during COVID-19. You guys will see that in a hot second. Um, It just kept getting delayed, which made it a seven-year case. That's insanity. It's insanity, right? September 18th, 2020. Robert was scheduled yet again to go to trial, but it was delayed for a fourth time because the doctor that performed Stacy's Stacy's autopsy refused to travel during COVID-19. He lived in California and he refused to go to Denver. Which a lot of people refused to travel during that time. It was during like the height when everything was like, you know, don't go out, don't do this, that, whatever. But I know like a bunch of other like court proceedings. Why can't they FaceTime in? Video conferencing and stuff. Yeah. They were just like, and again, I think this was everyone's hopes of like gathering info to really like nail him and put him away. But let's be honest, we don't need it. October 15th, 2020. Denver Pretrial Services filed a summons and a complaint about Robert's daily walks that he was getting. Mm. Quote, the defendant, however, appears to be making unapproved stops at various stores, restaurants, uh, shops, ETC, going to parks and other Location significantly outside of his immediate neighborhood and not returning with the allotted time allowed or scheduled, end quote. Wow. So he's just out living his life. Homeboy is just doing his own thing. He's out there. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. Right. It was uh, he has reported to the pretrial services that, well, these stops were medical purposes. Restaurants? They were. Medical coffee bars. I don't know the last time I went for something medical to a coffee or a restaurant. Okay, you know, but I guess to each their own. All right, these walks were officially removed from the defendant's schedule, and then uh, and asked that the court rule on whether Robert can leave his house each day and only for what. Right. Okay. So now we're going back to like the bond conditions. Yeah. December eighteenth, twenty twenty. Robert was scheduled to appear with Judge Bronfin to answer to these pretrial services inquiries and to modify his bail conditions. Good. It was rescheduled. Oh. They're like, oh, no, no, it is good. Like, we're just going to take him away. You were supposed to come and answer to them. But like, ah, answer to them next week. But they're still taken away. Okay. Right. March 16th, 2021. Robert's attorney filed for a motion to modify his bond conditions again, saying quote unquote, 
He can leave his home for physical health, mental health, and to obtain basic services. The attorney then requested, quote, two hours of outside physical activity per day or more if determined medically necessary at a designated location that was approved in advance by pretrial services, end quote. What medical condition needs locks? attorney is reaching. Okay. And it's like, he didn't even abide by the first time. Right, so, so it's why like, are we going to give it to you now? Well, now, maybe, like, instead of, like, you know, three... We'll get you a treadmill. Three-hour walks, um, you know, pre-allotted. Do we think he's going to abide by that? I'm going to get him a treadmill. <laughs> Wait, until and the stick it this guy in front of the TV. Me. All right. It then said that Robert's attorney asked that Robert have the right to leave once a month for haircuts, once a week to attend religious services, and just for simple things like car repairs, veterinarian care, quote unquote, trips to a hardware store for home repairs. You better find a friend. (laughs) Do you go once a week to get something to repair your house? If I'm in the middle of doing a project, otherwise not even once a month. once a week? No. Home repair? No. Okay. I didn't think that made sense either. All right. March 26th, 2021. Robert is scheduled for trial and the trial got delayed again due to COVID. But at this point, all jury trial trials were being delayed in Denver through March 31st because <laughs> I know I'm having a hard time yeah. uh, because of COVID. Okay. So this time I think it was just like, that's all the trials are getting that. You're yeah. just going to have to hang back. But this was like the sixth time it's yeah. been delayed. April 2nd, 2021. It's my favorite. Judge Bronfin ordered that Robert be allowed to a temple once a week because he had already stated that. And beyond that, quote unquote, he is allowed unlimited access in his backyard for Perfect. exercise. End quote. Perfect. So true. Yeah. So true, right? You have your backyard. I got a treadmill in my garage. Hey, man, we have, like, the in-home gym. Yeah. Don't get me about, like, oh, well, I need to go out for my exercise. You got your insurance payout. You can make your own garage gym, too. Right on here. Right? April 29th, 2021. 9-1, or 9 wants to know investigation. They came in with another detailed report in which 9 News reported Robert had a... Repeatedly left his home for very long bike rides. Some were lasting three hours or more. They had stops at coffee shops, restaurants, and stores. Nine Months also revealed Robert Robert had ridden his bike on more than 230 days since October 28th and covered more than 3,000 miles. So why wasn't, I don't, why is he not being monitored? Exactly. I don't understand. Is like, you just, I thought like if you were confined to your home and you had the little thing on your ankle. I thought it like, beeped it if beeped, you went outside right? the radius. Oh no, apparently not. Okay. Because no one monitored this shit. And that was the okay. post and our story of the dude on the bike, like homeboy's out there biking 3,000 miles. He showed no remorse for He's what he did. He's got a health condition. It's disgusting. <clears throat> Ugh, this guy bothers me. All right. So October 1st. First, 2021, Robert was scheduled to go to trial, but this time it was delayed because a key witness, the woman that had sexual relations with Robert. That first one who the told one that his literally wife. started the investigation. Yeah. Yes. Um, she was out of the country and unable to make it back to testify. Oh great. Which again, still I mean not on COVID her, it time, just sucks. but like still. All right. Um now. 
Finally, April 5th, 2022. Okay. Robert Feldman finally went to trial for first degree murder and the jurors heard nine days. Wow. Of testimony. Okay. Nine days. Yeah, that's... Who is testifying in his fucking behalf? His doctor? Well, they probably have like, yeah, witness, attorney? character witness people. Like, ridiculous. Just one like crazy thing that I did want to like mention. Nine News stated that among all the testimonies, Stacy's teenage daughter, who was oh. only nine years old at the time, testified at the trial, but she did claim March 1st, 2015, it seemed like a quote, normal day, end mm. quote. I know. I can't imagine. That's why I didn't bring the kids up a ton because I can't imagine what they went through. No, it's horrific. Again, like, your father. But still, like, she got in there and she was like, it seemed like a normal day. Because, again, everybody was so thrown off on, like, that first day. April 19th, 2022. The jury deliberated for less than three hours. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they heard nine days of bullshit. Like, they were like, nah, we're done. They convicted Robert Feldman of first-degree murder. Judge Edwin Bronfin issued a mandatory life sentence without the possibility of parole. Nine News reported, in quotes, Stacey Feldman can't tell you what happened that day, but her body can. And what it tells you is that she suffered a long, protracted, and Mm. horrific beating. This was not CPR. This was not from pulling her out of the tub. This was not from a simple collapse into the shower. What this was, evidence of a vicious beatdown, end quote. Ugh, give me chills. That's terrible. And that is the case. But I am glad that he is... Finally fucking convicted. Can't go bike riding. No more bike riding. Having various relationships while out for these apparent medical walks with other women. What is wrong with people like this? So do you see what I'm saying when I say, is it the justice system? I think this case was kind of hard, though, because her body, while it did show some evidence, it didn't show, like, glaring evidence that she died because of a beating. Because if it had, they would have noted that right in the very beginning. But that was the initial coroner's response when they brought in that fucking uh, specialist or whatever. And he literally claimed, quote unquote, this was December 22nd, 2017, quote, consistent with knee pressure being applied from a straddled assailant. You mean to tell me. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, but that should have been, this should have been done with two years after then when they brought that person in. Instead of seven years it's later so of him and I, living his life. And I do give credit, like like I said, <clears throat> COVID was starting to happen. Yeah. Like, they kept having to push it back. I know the fucking judges were, like, on the family's side. For sure. They, like, refused to allow that he was going to, well, unfortunately, they had to allow him to use, like, her life insurance to pay for his defense. But at the same time, postponing that shit nonstop, yeah. like, they were trying to give them, I, I think, think, so. Yeah. time. But that's my personal opinion on it, so. That was a complicated case. Oh! Sadly. Dude, this has been like two weeks in the making of every single thing that I clicked on after the fact was like more info. I was like, this is so confusing. I don't even know how to follow. I know. Ugh. That's terrible, but you did a good job. Thanks. You're welcome. And I do wish that, you know, Stacy's family, you had gotten the outcome that you wanted, especially with how hard you pursued that life insurance and, you know. Which should have gone to his kids. It it shouldn't have ended up in Robert's hand, but 
That was a bit of a doozy, guys. Thank you for bearing with me. Britt's usually the better researcher. Nah. I'm the better commentator just because I don't follow things as accurately as you can tell. But that is the end she of our did episode. Good. Oh, we have an email if you want to email us any stories or if you have any comments. Or um, to clear anything up, yep. fact check if you have information you want to add in. Our email is, it's WITAF, so W-I-T-A-F with, which is W-I-T-H, <laughs> B-K at gmail.com. So WITAF with B-K at gmail.com. And then most of our links and stuff can be found on our Instagram account, which is what in the actual F star, 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 star. Correct. That it is. And for next week, uh, unfortunately, Britt is abandoning me. She's leaving me in the dust to travel for the holidays. So we probably will not have something posted, but we will try. But if you don't see something next week, that's why. It's true. And then we will post something the following week after, obviously. So thank you guys for listening. Dear God, thank you for joining in and following that shit storm of a case. But it was a hard one. Fuck you, Robert Feldman. And I'm glad that Stacy got her justice. And Absolutely. I hope that her family is doing okay with that as well as her kids. Yep. All right, guys. Until next time. Like and subscribe. Yeah, do that. I don't know why I was about to say we love and miss you. We do. (laughs) Well, that too. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Later.